0: Shooter's Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters.
1: With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooter's Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every every day we offer same day shipping shooters connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster shooters connection is the only name you need to know online at shooters connection store.com.
2: Good evening. And welcome back to uh, this month's episode of the hit factor podcast, not brought to you by anybody that you recognize or know, um, I am uh, John Edlin, a.k.a. J. Headland, Shooting on the Discord.
1: I'm uh, Katon or Expensive Noise on Instagram, and Katen, everyone else. I
3: believe you're Caton. Uh, yeah, Caton. Caton! That's a French name.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's how they pronounce it, where I'm really from. <laughs>
2: So we, uh, we we decided to do a little hit factor takeover uh, this week since there wasn't going to be any scheduled episodes. So a bunch of shit talkers, amateur gunsmiths, and mediocre shooters uh, decided to get together from the Discord. Uh, kind of bullshit and have a little lighthearted conversation about training, gun building, 2011 world, kind of where we came from, and uh, what our futures look like in this sport, maybe.
1: Well, I'm a Cary optics grandmaster now, so I'm a little less mediocre than you guys. Yeah, I know. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> no, no kidding there. I've got my little argument winner badge now. I can do what I want.
2: Just wait. This is the year of the Revo GM.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you can fucking get that in the year, I'm just going to be so stoked for you. That looks so fun.
2: Dude, it is. It has been such a blast. I mean, just the change from... Uh you know going from open or even limited optics to uh to revo is just i mean i will say that you know winning something in open by like 20% 25% pales in comparison to beating just 50% of the field with a revolver
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like <laughs> it it just it adds so much more insult to injury but no yeah for sure um, if you want to guy, kind of go through, we can talk maybe a little bit, how we got into shooting when that, when that happened and kind of how you got to where you're at.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I'll jump into it first if, uh, <laughs> if you don't mind. Uh, let's see. So I got into USPSA at the, uh, a month before COVID started. Um, <laughs> I shot my first match in like April or whatever. Um, and uh i immediately knew that it like it was it was over for me like this is this is like the one thing that i want to do um you know i've like grown up with guns and stuff before that and i was looking at like doing three gun because it seemed like a practical way to like shoot rifles and pistols and i realized very quickly that uh, uspsa is a lot better way way cheaper too Um, shit
2: what's up? way cheaper too
1: Oh my God. Yeah. No kidding. Fuck. I forgot the other half of the prompt. (laughs) That's what I did. Um, what else, what else did you want to hear about?
2: Oh, maybe just, uh, how you got to where you're at. I don't know.
1: Oh yeah. I fucked around a lot. And then, um, the, the key there is that you take the thing that you learn when you fuck around and then find out. <laughs> you, you you learn your lesson, and hopefully you don't do it a whole bunch anymore. Um, still working on some of those things, but uh, eventually lessons learned start to sink in.
2: What uh, what division <laughs> you starting?
1: Um, I have only shot carry optics as my primary division, so I've like I've shot like a match here and there in single stack um, with my dad's forty five, and that's a blast. I, I did like a PCC here and there and I was like oh yeah I get, I get why that's fun it's not for me but like I totally get why it's interesting for some people <laughs> um, and I picked up an open gun off of uh, C-Class Legend earlier this summer and that thing fucking rules I will absolutely be uh, shooting open uh, more seriously in 2024 um, watch out Oh yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah that's that shit. That like that division like really plays to uh, what I think my strengths are in shooting, and I think it's going to be like really interesting to take the kind of like shooting that you can get away with when recoil isn't really an out like a factor in uh, how you engage targets. So I'm um, uh, I'm interested to see like what kind of cross training lessons learned I can find there.
2: Do you think you have a uh, significant benefit coming from carry optics with uh, kind of the acceptable level of accuracy there versus really letting you open up into open?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it ends up being the case. Uh, it's like I think that some of the stuff that I've done with uh, carry optics and then like I shot one match with the open gun um, I found that I was like waiting on my or, like, my sights were waiting on me a lot more than I expected it to, and I could just, like, get away with a lot of stuff that I wasn't previously able to do with, like, even with the Shadow 2 that I've, like, shot for three, two, two or three years straight. Um, so in, in a lot of ways, very similar, and in a lot of other ways, like, totally different game. Like, you, you just, you really have to just execute perfectly and really aggressively, and uh, if you're not already an aggressive style shooter, I think that's really hard to pick up on.
2: You definitely see the, the slow open guys or you know, that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, you know, the whole recoil and just the thing is shooting open. I did pick up on uh, like swapping over and shooting a lot of limited optics this, uh, this fall that like really trying to push the speed with the limited optics gun. Made me a lot more conscious on shooting alphas, so I think as far as cross training wise, it's going to pay dividends going back to open because you can get a get away with being a little bit more sloppy, a little bit more aggressive. But I think that that cross training of like searching for the alpha as far as visual patience is something that's really big as far as like limited optics and carry optics go, rather than just seeing brown and being like, oh fuck, I just had <laughs> yeah. I just had seven yeah. deltas, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah i just like painted this like red smear all over the targets like who who fucking cares what are my hits i don't know it was fast though yeah
2: i always tell people it's like you gotta bob ross that bitch you know (laughs) well happy accidents (laughs) (laughs) all right fitz you want to talk a bit about yours
3: yeah so i i didn't grow up with guns um like nine years ago my friend from the army took me to the range with a 1911 and I got hooked Um, so I guess this will be nine years in USPSA soon Um, started in production because I live in New York Uh, quickly learned that shooting alphas sucked so moved over to limited 10 because stopped to get mags Uh, ended up using one of these ones in a match (laughs) yes (laughs) yes
1: It just holds up a high point.
3: Yep.
2: Did you find it on a street um, corner?
3: There's $150, bucks, man. <laughs> uh, so, you know, dabbled in limited once I was able to find some mags. Uh, got a free P320 Max a couple years ago. Shot carry optics for a while. Um but I've been building these 2011s for like four years. So I finally got them finished over the summer. Uh, ended up shooting a couple matches, going to nationals with uh, Jeremy and Jeff. Um, so I think I'm going to probably switch back and forth this next year. Mainly because I don't have any 40 bullets. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, I mean, like like Catan said, right? You have that, that dot, you can go a little faster, but then, I mean, kind of the, the open to carry optics, but carry optics to limited is going to be different. You know, I uh, I could shoot more Charlies, but still got to go fast. <clears throat> when that dot makes a difference. Yeah.
2: They'll say comically close it's is where really you need your mind like
1: <laughs> oh, Christ. Right. Yeah. it's really easy to fall into like getting way too precise with the dot though I don't know it's I haven't like I never I haven't shot any irons divisions with any level of like seriousness in USPSA. and as soon as I bought a red dot I like took the irons off all my guns anyways <laughs> so I got that all of a sudden I was like dog like, fuck these things. Um, so like, I haven't put in enough time to really say how much the, like, uh, the levels of confirmation and like the, the perceived slowness of like aiming with irons versus aiming with a dot is in, in, uh, practical shooting. But like from everything that I played with, man, it's, it is so easy to just like over aim and just take that over aiming into whatever gun you shoot. And like shooting the open gun, just (laughs) just made it like, yeah, fuck you. What are you doing? Like, what are you waiting on? Let's go.
2: Yeah, grip it and rip it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, I think
2: that's the biggest point for you know the irons first dots. Um, If your eyes can do it, like my biggest issue with iron sights, kind of as as I continued shooting them, was just you know dominance issues and cross focus and you know not being able to pick things up quickly. But uh, even target focus for iron sights, which is pretty, pretty well how I shoot it now. Um, you know, it, It's just a sloppier picture, in my opinion, for, for what I can see versus when I'm, when I'm shooting the dot. Um, I've been fighting that a little bit with the Rebo, yeah. um, but that's been fun, too. <clears throat> I'll get a little bit on myself. So I uh, started shooting pretty young, but uh, I wish I would have started USPSA about 30 years ago. But, uh, <laughs> no, I started shooting in the in the 90s uh, trap, you know, kind of grew up with guns in the house and, you know, did that about three or four times a week for going on, you know, for about 20 years. And then shot a lot of skeet, you know, did, did some of that with the Army. And then 2019, I went and shot my, my first kind of steel challenge match, um, which was interesting because I'd had – I bought like a – a uh, m&p smith and wesson m&p pro like 40 cal that was kind of tricked out for limited a little bit but i bought it back in like 2012 and it had been sitting for like seven years um in my gun safe you know i'd take it out <laughs> and shoot it every once in a while but you know it always seemed like that barrier to entry at that point you know for like are they going to be an asshole am i good enough to go do this you know so I finally kind of pulled the trigger, went and shot my first steel challenge match uh, late 2019. Then shot my first uh, USPSA match in December, and I was absolutely fucking hooked. Um, so I shot that gun for like three months, and then my buddy let me shoot his uh, his Atlas, you know, his Nemesis, and I was like, "Oh, okay."
0: <laughs>
2: oh. Uh-oh. So I, I immediately <laughs> accidentally won an old uh, SCI Edge on GunBroker, and. Uh, Oops. yeah hoops <laughs> so uh and then you know stayed pretty heavy on, on limited for about two years um just because that was like the big thing at our at our club you know everybody shot limited it was it was the popular division at that point but ended up making master and limited and then decided I wanted to uh dip my feet That was kind of my uh my bar I set for myself before I moved to a dot gun so decided to dip my feet in open and then kind of started building stuff from there. But, uh, did, uh, swapped over to open. I made master in that in about three months. Um, and then, you know, been kind of stagnant cause I don't put any effort into it anymore, but let myself get beats by, beaten by the <laughs> likes of Cain. <Kayton. laughs> but, uh, no. And, uh, so moved to open, been shooting that for the last, Two years or so, and then uh, this winter swapped over to uh, play around with some uh, wheel gun action because it's just fun, you know, kind of something to break up the monotony and kind of the training and do something a little bit different, get a little refresh before uh, the next season. But kind of how I got, you know, doing this stuff and kind of working with the Discord and stuff.
1: Yeah, those Revo skills are just like. So specific, and like the dudes who can run those revolvers well are like, like I res- like, hats off. Like you're clearly like incredibly autistic about this. Uh, it's, it's like n- not useful anywhere else, not applicable to any other guns. But like, goddamn, you're so good at that. I just, I gotta respect. I you.
2: mean, if I have to do anything, you know. So I, I did notice. I've talked to a, a few guys on uh, on Instagram and stuff that are kind of big on the Revo. And there was always like the different transit thoughts because I got my gun and immediately had it apart and was polishing parts and you know figuring out reloads. Yeah. I spent like you know fourteen hours doing reloads in my fucking room and uh, kind of figuring out what I like. Um, but you know the the things between like doing the strong hand re- reload and I found that I kept flashing myself with the fucking muzzle because my hands would like over rotate. So I was like, that seems like a great way to go home. <laughs> <laughs> But then I kind of figured out,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you're you're just like taking a selfie every time you reload. Exactly. (laughs) So I I, call you Bud Dwyer. I
2: I went away from that um, because I think that happens more than people like to admit. You know, especially when they're trying to do it on the clock. But uh, you know, one of the advantages of having larger than most hands is I could just stick my finger. All the way through the cylinder, and just hold the cylinder open, and never have to move my grip. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, you know,
0: I just do <laughs> that, so
2: you know, throw it on in." But uh, so that's been a le- that's been a, a learning point. I kind of want to just throw a comp on there and a red dot, and just keep shooting open for the next month or two. Because <laughs> fuck irons, man.
1: Why do they say not to like flick the cylinder close with your wrist? I've never understood. No, one told me why. It's just that it's very bad and they hate you. So
2: I actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to quit building 2011s. And I'm going to move strictly to 929 revolvers now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, look, uh, working on stuff. So your, uh, your locking blocks and stuff uh, for your cylinder, your cylinder stop, uh, you can get a lot of battering in there. Uh, or if you're flicking the other way, you can bend your crane um, and mess with your alignment and stuff, so as far as keeping a slick action Whoa. and stuff it's it's really not good for the gun,
1: but Hollywood man yeah, I mean it looks badass, so like what can you do you know I've, I found out that
2: you know revolvers do indeed have malfunctions uh, <laughs> in matches. <laughs> as I had my first high primer that literally locked the cylinder, I had to beat it open with my other hand. <laughs> it's about as finicky as open, but I sure as shit wouldn't carry a revolver now after, after having them apart <laughs> and like doing light strikes and everything else. I was like, fuck that dude. I would rather carry a high point. <laughs> Speaking of that, yeah. we actually, uh, me and my buddy, we were talking to do a, uh, a yeet cannon, uh, match. And we're literally just going to go buy high points <laughs> just to run max. <laughs> you know, maybe put it in a shoe holster. What
0: I've,
3: what I've learned is that the mags are what make or break that gun. And apparently uh, they're 1911 sized. I don't have any 41s, but I, I think the dimensions are the same. So you got any of those around that feed well? You might be in luck.
2: The High Point 2011 is coming next, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, the wider body High Point. I mean, shit,
2: everyone else in the world has gotten into that market lately. So, <laughs> you know, we need lock grips to make high point grip panels. Oh, hell yeah. Just some like, or, you know, you could do your own, like, uh, Redneck version, just take some, like, really short nails <laughs> and epoxy them into the side. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, Fitz, if you want to silicon carbide those fucking things, we could use them as, like, the thumbnail picture. You know, (laughs) hell yeah. You know,
2: if they did that, like from the factory, you'd have less people using them in, uh, like, killing, like, dropped weapons because they'd be leaving skin
0: particles
1: and (laughs) everything else. You just wouldn't be able to drop them anymore. It's too grippy.
2: So, what, uh, what platforms have you guys, uh, kind of used over the years, and kind of what, what did you, uh, what did you settle on?
1: I started shooting the, um, the M MN- and. So I had an M and P 2.0. No, I had an M and P 1.0 with, uh, Apex trigger parts and, um, and a, uh, a. Who the hell are they? Uh, the, the EGW Dovetail, um, optics plate. Yes! <laughs> I'd like had pounded into the Dovetail. And, uh,. I had like a the like the OG Holosun 507 on it, and uh, that was a that was a riot. So the um, that- gun sucked less than uh, a lot of people talked about. It was like the late gen 1.0 yeah. that like uh, didn't unlock as soon as you fired the round, and so <laughs> it generally shot where you wanted it to instead of a uh, fucking wherever. So that was actually um, my first carry optics an-
2: gun. With hell yeah, with a stormlight conversion barrel and a fucking EGW
1: dovetail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean that it, it ran it ran fine. Uh, the MP two fucking ruled like that was. I got that one shortly after it released, um, and then got like a five inch slide for it, um, like a year after that um and those guns those guns just work i think they're like super um underrated as far as like polymer striker pistols like they just they're just good they just go bang um i thought mine didn't go bang because i was very bad at reloading at the time and my primer depth was uh just a coin flip playing <laughs> <blamed> my gun <laughs> it can't be me <laughs> oh no, yeah no um I bought a uh, bought a Shadow 2 off of buddy and uh, been running that for like 2 years and you know it just it just works i haven't had the um, common Shadow 2 malfunctions that everyone else seems to have my uh, uh, what's it fucking called the uh, slide stop pin or whatever hasn't shattered on me yet holy shit um, probably will very soon <laughs> know that i said that <laughs> but you know that and the, what is that extractor springs? Oh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, the extractor springs. I haven't really had an issue with those. Um, I've still replaced them, you know, once a season, just because it's not expensive to do. I used to run like the Cage Gunworks um, reduced power trigger reset spring, and um, after like thirteen thousand rounds, my gun was so dirty it wouldn't like reset the trigger. <coughs> Like the gunk had overpowered the spring, <laughs> and so I was like, "Yeah, that's, that's not really important to me. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll take like an extra like half pound on my trigger press for uh, yeah, it, it resets. <laughs> that's that's a good trade, I think.
2: Well, 90 percent of that's just running the ragged edge of function, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, do I do I want trigger to be dead or is, is a half a pound worth it?
1: <laughs> I mean, I can still end it, no problem, so it's not enough. It <laughs> happened to me today. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I sw- I was shooting
2: my buddy's limited slash limited optics gun I built him, and jumping from my two-pound uh, trigger to his, like, a pound and an eighth. I did it, and I was like getting on the oh, target. Really? I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that." <laughs> the wall is not there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had I was playing with those um, extreme engineering ignition kits that you had mentioned, and I got like the Lightspeed Two package or whatever. The, I don't know off the top of my head, but like it's one of their nicer ones, and I bent the the Colt Searspring all fun. And I ended up getting a one pound and four ounce trigger out of it while still having like pre-travel and, and the other safety things still, still there. Yeah. So I was like, that's pretty cool. But I'm like, definitely not going to put this in the gun that I'm like giving my mom. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to her. Some so hers is like three pounds or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot more reasonable. and I found
2: kind of like that. For me, like that one and three quarter to to two pounds where I still have a nice feel on the trigger, (laughs) as far as, uh, you know, some some pop back for for reset is about where I like it. I mean, you can get down lower. I don't I never feel anything at speed anyways, and I suck at shooting (laughs) slow
3: fire. So it's it's a moot point for me. (laughs) Yeah, if, if yeah, I'm,
1: I've i always found
3: ground, I'm pretty good because at at speed, I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah. 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 If you're slapping it right, it's like, you know, whatever doesn't matter. Well, and that's the, you know, that misconception between I like, found that, like having a stronger reset. I found that having like a stronger reset was always more important than like a super light trigger for me. Well, and, uh,
2: you know, especially on the 2011s, like,
1: not having a ton of
2: slop in the actual trigger itself, like with the trigger uh, trigger bow and the channel and stuff, like, steel grips are h- hugely better for that than the fucking pl- uh, polymer, because you could have the same ignition kit in a <laughs> yeah. polymer grip and drop it in a, uh, a an actual steel grip, and it'll probably lose half a pound, half a pound at least. <laughs> Um, just from not having the friction surfaces, so fuck polymer grips. Um, as Danny uh, said, so we do have a, a live chat going have on. You right other, uh, <laughs> have you seen
1: those other? Have you seen those other twenty eleven grips that are like three D printed? What's this one? Nineteen eleven builders makes one. Uh, it's like injection molded with like a metal trigger track. Oh, oh that's actually neat. Oh well, it's I'll link it in the chat or whatever. It still um, sounds gross. I've seen like a couple of yeah. yeah I lot. mean, like it's it's not six hundred dollars, so like how much can you complain? Um, <laughs> but like the thing that um, I still hear reputable builders like will offer guns with polymer grips. Um instead of like the metal grips that uh, people seem to love because you know, it, either it's cheap or it's um, uh, what do you call them? I've heard some others say that they, they prefer like the polymer grips because it's more gentle on the um, on the gun long term. No. And I'm like, you know, maybe <laughs> I don't think that's like quite true if you have a uh, like the metal frame of the uh, the 2011. Well, and, you know, any of your battering points,
2: like, so I know people like polymer grips just because of the flex, because it soaks up a bit of the recoil, granted, but yeah, one, they look like doo-doo, um, and two, you got guys like, you know, shit still using uh, polymer grips on, like, the pit vipers and, and the sand vipers and stuff. And that's an $8,000 gun. <laughs> it's a fucking $8,000 staccato with a one single port comp and some cuts.
1: It, with a polymer. It costs drip. a lot to do like reverse Butler cut. Yeah. It's like, it's really hard to do a reverse Butler cut, okay? <laughs> like, it's it, like when it's, you cut the, you like, you flip the thing over and you just Yeah. So it, it has teeth or something. It's like, that's, that ain't cheap, man. Like, it. Bro, it was in a movie. It blows
2: my mind was in a movie but i I digress (laughs) but that shit is just mind-boggling to me and as you guys know from from building your own 2011s like in the parts list and that kind of stuff and the time it takes okay yeah you have a margin but that margin is fucking whack for an eight thousand dollar polymer grip you know (laughs) 2011 so But it's the best shooting gun I've ever seen. (laughs) If if anyone in the audience has one, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) I'm not sorry. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Get a high point. Don't buy guns you see on TV.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Unless it's a dirty, hairy gun.
1: Yeah, that's just cool. Yeah. No, actually, fuck you, too. (laughs)
2: Um... So Fitz, you want to talk about your, uh, your path to, to guns?
3: Yeah. I started with a Glock 17. The, uh, the guy at Gander was like, you can use it for carry. You can use it for competition. It's like, okay. Um, shot that for like two years, went to a Glock 35, um, DK customs. He doesn't, make them anymore, but they made the best Glock triggers I've ever felt. Uh, I think they were at, like, two pounds. With, like, positive reset. So I shot those for a while. Uh, shot the high point for a bit. Out of just pure idiocy. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I'll post videos in the Discord of just malfunction after malfunction. It was awful. <laughs> um, I I got the the P320 from Area Seven a couple of years ago, and then I bought a second one that I ended up not using ever outside of practice. So that was a good sixteen hundred bucks down the drain. Um, and then you know for three and a half years I was spent building two twenty elevens. So. I'm going to shoot those, and then hopefully I really want to make some limited optics guns in the future. Um, problem is getting frames in my state, but we'll figure <coughs> out, you know, some way to get them. Well, with the spooky three years to build two 2011s? Yeah, I, I, I get, like, frustrated, and then I give up, and, like, four months later, I'll come back to it. And I'll forget what I was doing. And I'll be like, oh, okay. (laughs) Was the barrel fit? I don't know.
1: (laughs) It looks fun to me.
2: Jeff (laughs) Jeff wants us to talk some shit on single stack too, but I'll I'll get to that in my piece.
1: If you shoot single stack minor, fuck you. Fuck you.
3: I will (laughs) coward. I will say that. The one the the gun I shot at Nationals, it was a what was it, Ford and 25 round match. I probably shot over five hundred because I suck. Uh I had one failure a day. And one of those failures was pushing twenty-one into the mag. So, <laughs> you know for an for an idiot that doesn't know anything mechanical, I think I did a pretty good job over three years. <laughs> Jeff wants to know how many mics you had at Nationals. 26. 26. 26. That's impressive. What's oh the
2: percentage on that? 26 out of four. What is it?
1: 420. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Hey, it's, it's hard to shoot when you've got no sights on your gun. Like, give them a, cut them some slack. See, I think a uh, – <laughs> a local a local challenge
2: would be like a fun raw time champ with the lowest percent of points
1: <laughs> you have you can't have FTSAs yeah. like you must shoot at every target yeah <laughs> but that would be fun just just fucking raw dog in it <laughs> you're not
2: accidentally hit the target <laughs> Oh,
0: <laughs>
2: so uh, yeah. I guess for for me, the gun stuff was uh, a, and I'll kind of segue maybe a little bit into the gun building stuff. We can kind of talk through that too, and we'll, we'll talk some shit while we go. But uh, you know, I started with an M- oh, yeah. started with an M and P forty. You know, shooting uh, uh, limited because that's what everybody fucking did. Now you are hard pressed to find. More than a couple in our area that are shooting limited, um, but uh, shot that for a handful of months. Thought I was fucking hot hit, and I looked at my stuff and like, oh, wow. <laughs> you fucking suck, man. <laughs> but uh, then went to a 2011, got a nice used uh, used steel grip uh, edge. Like I said, I did the, uh, the potato special and accidentally won it on GunBroker, but then uh, shot that for. Right, six or seven months and I had a slide crack, so obviously that was just, oh, fuck, you know, just, if you're poor, you can't be dropping, you know, money on a new uh, limited gun, so I decided to learn how to do some stuff, so I ended up fitting a new slide in a new barrel, um, and that was kind of my foray into doing my own stuff, um, and uh, I don't know how many parts I have in boxes from the last four years or yeah, going on four years that are just fucking ruined. Like to to say that I, I got into gun, you know, building guns to save money is
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like reloading. Yeah, but... I could I could have bought a couple of atlases
2: <laughs> and just been like, sweet, I'm gonna send it off to them. But uh I think the experience of just knowing intimately how to how your gun works and why issues are happening and that kind of stuff is another one of those uh products of of doing that stuff. Um so anyways, I changed the slide and the barrel on that gun and then decided to build a, another limited gun uh, for myself for kind of the ground up and did that and ran that gun for a while until I got tired of iron sights, shot uh, a little bit of single stack. Um, I'm, I'm actually A-class in single stack, not just by virtue of being uh... <laughs> <laughs> a master in the other two. <laughs> but... Uh, Although carry optics, I'm like a solid sixty percent. I shot my four class so I was like, fuck it. <laughs> uh, but then I uh, decided I wanted to jump into open, so be, I just had my buddy drill out my my frame so I could mount a uh, a uh, a red dot on there and put a little dovetail racker in there. And I was just gonna, I was gonna fuck everybody over and just shoot forty cal, you know, forty cal open without a comp. <laughs> And uh, I did that for about a month. It was fun, but uh, then I was like, okay, yeah, no. And uh, ended up buying a new slide and new barrels and binary comps and spent a bunch of money I didn't have on stuff I didn't need and kind of figured through that, fucked up a couple barrels along the way and kind of finally learned how to do things without fucking them up and and get good, good results out of it, so... Then I bought some more built some more open guns and sold some open guns and now it's been kind of a a three two and a half three year project of building guns for some other local people and, and people I know and kind of started my own little little shooting team but uh, that that was like my version of the uh, Talladega Knights like m e car. <laughs> Because I have absolutely no sponsors, so, you know, sponsored by me, Um but, uh <laughs> yeah, so if anybody wants to join the Bad Custom shooting team, uh, you can just go to Zero Sports, pick you up a jersey. I bless off on it. Fucking just do stupid shit at your locals, <laughs> and uh, I support it, you know, I don't have any other stringent requirements, but, you know, post, tag me in some posts, I guess. <laughs> Like, know, that's how I kind of got into the 2011 11 world. I wanted to, uh, you know, shoot 2011s and didn't have the money to go spend $6,000 on somebody else's gun. You know, and I think one, once you get to the, the, the bare bones of a 2011, as far as, like, getting a tight fit on the slide to frame, you know, those kind of tolerances, hard-fitting barrels, and doing that kind of components, the rest is just fucking makeup. You know, slide cuts. This gun is literally nothing. This was all done with a hand file. Um, I will never do it again because it's a pain in the fucking dick. But everything here was done with a hand file, <laughs> including the tri-topping, and it's gonna get a uh, nice laser <laughs> engraved. And yeah, if you got access to a to a lay, or to a uh, a mill or CNC,
1: to do that. <laughs>
2: Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, after building my first 2011 with like just a hand file and, and such, like try topping a slide with hand file is a psychopath move. I, I, I cannot
3: imagine doing that. <laughs> Put an end mill in a drill press and just tilt <laughs> the barrel, the, the slide, and just yeah,
1: just gently rotate it with your hands. Just like Fire. no caffeine that day, real steady moves. There's gonna be some uh, some stuff in kind of see it,
2: you know. You see me pressed up with the drill press. I'm like, can't hold it on there. I'm like, okay,
1: hold it there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just chatter marks all the field.
1: Or like, like my video of uh, my picture of. Um notching the ejector for my 2011 with the uh drill bit in the like Makita like hand drill <laughs> that i've tagged jeremy in hey i it turns out you can get really good gunsmithing advice if you just are fine looking like an idiot and post like obviously wrong bad things on the internet and wait for someone who knows better to correct you so i have done that follow me for more pro tips i've done that
2: multiple times you know left hand drill bits through <laughs> the long side so it doesn't snap
1: no I didn't even have the left hand yeah it was like the standard one like I just held the, uh, the ejector in really hard so it didn't walk like none of the
3: right tools I just sent it why do you think I joined with discord what? I, I, I joined so I have access to Jeremy uh, yeah <laughs> shit I posted to him and he's been like you're an idiot Here's a picture of what I've done. <laughs> yes,
1: I'm not sure you are aware of how risky that was.
2: Well, I mean, but then you get the upcharge on the 17 hours of labor it takes for you know the the ejector fit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know if uh, Jeremy Bevel, do it right.
1: I don't have three
2: hours. If, if Jeremy bevels the inside edge on his uh, on his ejector when it's in there, you know, yeah got to cut it but then you got to sit there and bevel the uh the inside edges it's the little pieces (laughs) that is what that is what separates him from
1: us and experience yeah he's getting the bag i'm just shooting (laughs) but how many people have you seen
2: you know at matches that have something go wrong with their gun that have absolutely no fucking clue how to fix it, or or what could be causing those problems? Other than I'm going to send it back to Atlas, or I'm going to send it to to somebody to to do or figure out.
1: Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I we got a guy imagine doing that.
3: We, we got a guy local that's built like eight 2011's for himself. So like most people that shoot limited or open go to him otherwise like if you have a cz or a glock like you hope you have somebody nearby that knows what they're doing so i
2: had a uh yeah. buddy of mine before i think it was area one a couple years ago and his cz checkmate we were swapping out parts and shit in it and i learned you know i watched like an hour of youtube videos as I'm, like, pouring over this thing on a dimly lit fucking uh, kitchen table, trying to figure out how the gun goes back together. <laughs> so, fuck CZs. <laughs> that is a nightmare. Like, twenty, like 1911s, 2011s, like, it just works. <laughs> but CZs, all them fucking springs and stuff. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, I, uh, first time I bought my Shadow 2, I just like completely detail stripped it because I, like I want to touch every part and know how it works. And th- I, I rewatched like that like CZ Customs and then like some other random person on YouTube doing the reassembly like here's how everything works. And I rewatched those videos for like probably two hours doing it the first time. That trigger spring like install is a fucking nightmare if you don't have exactly the right tool like some of these things, like you just, you just have to fork over like the 30, 40 bucks for like the one tool that installs the one spring because it saves you three hours.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that, uh, that's the, Oh, go ahead. That's... Oh, the, the striker assembly in the, uh, P 320 has the tiniest fucking spring. And you're like, I watch the videos and like, you need a magnetic tip And it's got to be hooked, and it's got to go in just right. You're like, I'm never changing this fucking spring. I'll just buy a new assembly. (laughs) Like fuck. (laughs) See, Kate will
2: understand this one for the uh, the M and P's that little spring and plunger under the
1: sights. Oh yeah, (laughs) fuck that thing. That thing is such a pain in the ass. I hate that thing. (laughs) It's a pain in the ass when you're putting like when. If you get your M&P, like, cut, like, milled for an optic, um, a lot of them, if you do the race cut, will still just, like, leave it whatever. And so you get, like, the, the spring and the drop safety plunger. Um, and then on the top, you have, like, the spring. And then sometimes if you uh, have kept good track of it, they've got, like, a plastic, like, flat piece that sits on top of the spring that, like, compresses a yeah, lot more flat I in the one. channel than, <laughs> than to, like, just the spring. Yeah, like, a super easy part to lose, let me tell you. Um, and, like, you still have to, like, slap the optic on, like, perfectly flat and then put it on and, like, make sure that it doesn't, like, shifted or whatever. Like, if you want to, like, slap a, a new sight, a new, like, iron sight in your dovetail that, and, like, compress that thing just perfectly, like, just fucking give up. Like, <laughs> like overnight the, uh, the little, like, plunger thing from Apex and uh, install it with that because, like, just fucking give up if you don't have one. It's a nightmare. I hate that thing. Which is, you know like I'd I seriously consider just like replacing my slide with the um, the performance center slide with the optic cut on it because they have like a retaining plunger plate with a tiny set screw that just holds that thing in and I don't have to ever like touch it. Like it, it was almost just worth buying a brand new slide.
2: <laughs> you
1: mean the way it should have came from the factory? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right?
2: Or, <laughs> that thing. or you just remove it, no? It's this one simple uh, trick that gun makers hate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't, the Yaro, gear check doesn't know I have a safety plunger, so like, who's gonna? We're good. Don't drop your gun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's like I took the uh, I took <laughs> I took the hammer safety off uh, out of this thing because it's a pain in the ass to put it back together with it, and I was like, it doesn't have a fucking exposed hammer, like. What am I going to drop it on?
1: <laughs> well, your problem is that, like, the uh, the fuddy-duddy that they stick at uh, Chrono, might actually know that revolvers have hammer safeties. He'd have to take off the grip, the side panel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me. I, I give up. Oh,
2: man. What? So what, uh... What is your guys' winter training looking like? We also need to talk more shit. Um, Single stack is a dying division. Um, The the single stack shootout's not going to happen anymore. It's going to be the Yeet Cannon Invitational.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, I mean, like, the Yeet Cannon is still single stack. You can still do it. But, I mean, the Yeet Cannon Invitational. (laughs)
2: sounds so much more bougie than the single stack shootout.
1: It sounds like a lot more fun. That's for sure. (laughs) Like, do you want to rub elbows with like people whose uh, average age is over 50 or do you want to like have fun? Oh, exactly.
2: Marcel said, so the Inland Empire geek cannon. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
2: If you can get an RDS uh, version. See, for
1: winter training. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Have you seen, what is it? The uh, old YouTube channel, like Dynamic Pie Concepts, um, old, old like spoof gun content channel. They did one with uh, the Yeet Cannon and had like Ben Stoger. They like JB welded a Picatinny section on the slide and put an EOTech on it. And they had uh, Ben Stoker shooting it for a little clip. Uh, I would I would absolutely show up with that. That's why I have a second slide. <laughs> hey, Jeff
2: Jeff just said he'd shoot the Yeet Cannon Invitational, so.
1: All right, we got him. We got him in the bag. All right, January 1st, make sure you register for Inland Empire. <laughs> it is unironically a very gonna... good match, and I will be there. It is. Ran by some fantastic people,
3: too. Yeah, but who's going to drive Jeff up there?
0: <laughs>
3: I might actually be in Kansas. For who's that pay for...
1: You get the uh, get the Patreon to uh, pay for Jeff's Uber to Eastern Washington.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Uber. What what do you think the cost? That, that would be at least a $2,000 Uber ride.
1: Hey, it's coming out of the Patreon coffers. I don't have to think about more that. more than
2: that. They'll get that res- with residuals from the the video that they can produce.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why Jeff hasn't, or Jeff and Jeremy haven't given me my free hat. They're uh, they're they're pinching all their pennies for his <laughs> one Uber a year.
3: Well, they're gonna give your hat to Tyler Turner for his uh, meme contest. True. Yes. <laughs>
1: That's fucked
2: up. And I'm not wearing my hat tonight. <laughs> I should have. Uh, I should have put my hit factor hat on. And I had the same one. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm missing out on this. Um, you can't
1: wear the band T to the band that's playing. That's not. That's not it. I am. I am rocking a uh, Glacier Practical
2: Shooters. Uh, so if you've never been out there, fantastic range from fantastic people. Give them a little free shout out. So. All right, back on uh, winter training.
1: What are you doing?
2: Bunch of stupid shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to this the season to be
2: fair, I mean, I've uh, I've done a little bit of training with the dot. Um, I haven't put on my rig. I, I went and shot about 300 rounds today, just uh, just ripping, ripping rounds through a new barrel. But uh, really, I've been focusing on the wheel gun, you know, trying to hit those sub three second reloads and. Yeah, you know, some shooting on the move and irons, but uh, i uh, I I I did put some thought into running Area One with a revolver this year.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's <laughs> you you might be the only person who who will. <laughs> that's that's the hard part, you know. I can get a trophy.
2: <laughs> I, no, you won't. No, won't because be like fine.
1: there's no one else in the division.
2: I will, make you my don't own, get anything. I will make my own trophy and <laughs> have them have Chris Collins give it to me at the you know at the award ceremony. <laughs> Cause I think he's MD in it. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I've just been kind of training with the irons, doing some cross training. Uh, I could shoot the Revo in production, be cut down a little bit. But um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that actually production legal? Are you allowed to do that? I
2: don't know. It won't be on the list. It won't be on the list. Oh, it is production uh, legal. I feel like
1: you can't, but like
3: no, I don't think it is.
1: Really, they are legal. I mean, it's got iron sights. Bill says it's yeah. Bill's the lawyer. (laughs) It's
2: it's good to go. I guess. So my only my only concern would be if it would fit in the box or if it's too long. (laughs) Just (laughs) chop it. I'll chop it right right
1: there.
2: Do a little blend, and I'll put it in the (laughs) list. I don't even need the sights anyways.
1: Like, (laughs) sights are for bitches. True. Have you... True, yeah. If you uh, spend time aiming, (laughs) you're behind the the eight ball.
2: Have you... Have either of you guys ever shot a match with no sights?
3: I I haven't shot a
1: match with no sights, and I haven't shot... Well, I shot a match... I shot half of... No, my mom shot a match with a non-functional red dot. It just was off. So, she wasn't last either.
2: I will tell you that, like, as so, uh, far as index uh, training uh, I'll, I'll and, like, that. trusting where you can point the gun and get get away with it.
1: it, it it's cool. It's, it's fun.
3: A, it's... <laughs> um, I lost the uh, red dot battery cover on my Vortex, like, two shots in. And just <laughs> indexed the entire rest of the state.
0: <laughs>
2: what, uh, what red dots are you guys running on your pistols when you do run them?
1: <clears throat> I've just got the uh, 507 comp on everything now. I like it. Uh, my SROs have migrated to um, the Glock that I give to people who want to learn how to shoot but don't have a gun or forgot their gun or uh, a million other excuses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot more common than you'd think. Um, and then I've got the, uh, an SRO on the um, M1 Garand. But yeah, all my match guns <laughs> have five seven comps now. Yes. Is that a CMP? My El Prez with the uh, M1 Garand. Yep, it is. Yeah, my dad got a CMP Garand back in the day and it was collecting dust. And I was like, Dad, let me clean that grease off of it and uh, play with this for a little bit. <laughs> but my El Prez time on that thing is great, it's a riot.
2: My buddy just ran one in a rifle side match we did, and he was just blowing targets off the stands. It was fucking phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) He'll he'll be at the Discord soon, and also maybe a candidate for Area 1 director.
1: Ooh, I'll vote for him. But more to come. (laughs) (laughs) Not Bruce, so that's all I need. Fuck you, Bruce.
2: He's good people.
1: Um... Fitz, what you got. Yeah, what are you running? Show me your gear. Where you why are you good? What do you what, what do I need to buy to be good?
3: What? Someone's cutting kind of it out.
2: Yeah, you were you're kinda of cutting out. I think you asked what you need to do to be good. I think the correct answer is shoot only twenty five mics at Nationals. <laughs>
3: Beat shit, Jeff. <laughs> now I, uh, whatever comes on the Max version of 320. Romeo 3 Max. Oh yeah, the,
1: the Romeo 3 Max.
3: Yeah. I gotta send one back. I think it's drifting. And I'm pretty sure I gotta like break the glass to send it back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that was one of the things that I like I, I initially considered whether or not to get the three max or the uh, SRO and the SRO from everyone that I had talked to like when it failed it just turned off and and like it <clears throat> just wouldn't work anymore um, but the Romeo 3 max the zero would drift like pretty pretty frequently and that was just like a no-go for me I I want if like my shit's broken I want to know immediately and not have to like <laughs> guess if i'm if i'm shooting bad or if it's like actually my equipment for like a whole
3: match well i'm, I'm friends with strader on facebook so i'm going to blow him up and tell me to i replace my shit
1: So, I don't know if you guys have, like, looked into this or, like, given it a whole lot of consideration, but have you, do you have any, like, deep thoughts on (laughs) comparing, like, a limited optics, like, okay, well, comparing a 2011 built for limited optics to um, any of the other major carry optics guns, like, why would, if I was to shoot limited optics why should I pick a 2011 over anything else on the market? So
2: I, I think where the 2011 shines, at least in that, I think it really comes down to personal preference. Um, like if you're coming from limited or something else and are already shooting at 2011 or coming from single stack and shooting a 1911, and you really like that platform and ergonomics. Um, then I think it's probably your best choice, um, besides maybe like a Shadow Two, because ergon- ergonomically they're you know pretty close. Um, at least with like a chili grip, you know E Two style, like it's about the closest I could find.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: my hands don't really like, it. and I hate the slides on Shadows. That's
1: yeah, that's fair. Very... <laughs> now I, I will
2: <laughs> say. I shot my buddy's uh, my DWX uh, that he had optic cut. And that is, uh, I could see that as a, a super viable option for guys wanting to do the LO side as well. Um, and I've seen guys shooting mechanics, you know, the steel frames. Like, I don't think at that point, like, it really matters. I think... People have a perception on what they think they need to be competitive or to do X, Y, Z, and as long as you are confident with the gun and the gun shoots, you know, minute of target, <laughs> um, like, and you want to practice with it and hold it and do that kind of shit, like, it's gonna, it's gonna be a moot point.
3: <laughs> it's nine minor, yeah. If you if you're an able Bodied adult that can't handle nine minor, ghost shoot steel challenge, uh, fire optics, right? Like, it, it a Glock, MMP, a, a normal Canic, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, <clears throat> 125 power factor is not gonna, it's just, it's, I, I.
2: And I, I think that people, uh, like, and I had a, a fairly newer shooter, like, come and ask me because he, he had, like, a Glock uh, 19 setup, you know, that was RDS and, like, that kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm thinking about going and buying this. It was like, his first Mac. And he had, like, extended and I was, like, I was like, dude, like, stop. Like, I wasted so much fucking money on gear and belts and different equipment and, like, figuring out stuff that I didn't need to do if I would have just kind of figured out what I liked along the road. So now I just buy everything anyways. My guys are like,
0: Hey, uh, try that out yet. Okay. Yeah. Do you like it?
2: (laughs) So, you know, having that test bed (laughs) where people can like figure out, which is why I, I like the hit factor, you know, the, the discord too, because you know, enough people drop shit in there that it's like, Hey, what is your experience with this? Um, and I think it's the same on guns though. like, I think people are expecting that it's going to make them, you know, increase performance by 25% where they might increase their performance because in their head, they're thinking that they can do more better and it'll get them out of their comfort zone to try to push things. Um, I think people try to hamstring themselves yeah. with equipment arguments and then use that as a crutch as to why they, they haven't tried anything else.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I, um, I recently, so for Christmas, I built my mom a uh, 2011 and uh, to replace her SIG P320 Max because um, I don't want her to be shooting a grenade. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, hey, I'll fuck it, like two birds, one stone. I'll learn how to build a 2011 and uh, we'll solve this, um, this time bomb that my mom has. So, uh, just handed that to her, uh, day yesterday and, you know, great fun. Going to be a, going to be a wild ride, uh, this year watching her learn how to shoot that. And, um, I, I would bet that if you gave like a competent shooter, like those, those same guns, like the 2011 and then like the 320 max that like you, you really wouldn't see a big difference in what you can do, um, outside of, like, the user's preference, it, it, I don't think it matters.
3: Yeah. Oh. I, I think the only thing that matters is if you're shooting major or minor. Right? <clears throat> like, I shot a Glock 35 for a long time, and I am not Shane Coley. <laughs> I'm not John... <clears> throat> throat> right? Like, I have... <laughs> I have relatively normal forearms and grip strength. Like, 40 out of a Glock sucks. So, moving to the 2011 was was really nice because I was able to control the recoil a lot better. But, like, 9-minor doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, and and even at that, like, uh,
2: I figured out after chrono at Rocky Mountain uh, Sectional or Gemset, whatever it was, that I was shooting, like, 152 Power factor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> all like NATO plus P rounds. And, you know, but did that impact my match at all? No. <laughs> I'm going to say it did. It was the brutal recoil <laughs> yeah. of that
1: 152 power pack. <laughs> the punishing recoil of NATO training ammo. Yeah. Um, you know, so.
2: But people's grips generally suck anyway, so. Go get you a captain's a crush, you know, some grip trainers.
3: Yeah, I shot more shot. Spear Gold Dot out of a Glock. It was like 185 power factor. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, shit sucked. (laughs) That's
1: too much. That hurts.
2: So my buddy was shooting a pro match from a, well, name's Pro Match. He works for the company, but, uh, and uh, you know, kind of get some sponsored ammo from them and it came in at like hundred and ninety-six power factor. And it went for forty. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like they they were for sure making major. Like
1: there was no fucking worries there. <laughs> but you know, there's a there's can make a make major out of like a pocket gun. Yeah.
2: There's there's a point, you know, where it doesn't matter and then there's, you know, excess where, you know. I, I just don't understand, you know the 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 ma- the big name shooters that are like barely scraping the power factor floor at like major
1: matches, you know. That's oh, Michelle. it's because their guns blow up if the uh, chamber pressure is too high. Yes, yes, Max. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. The SIG engineer said, like, hey, we cooked up something special for you, and if it doesn't work, uh, we're sponsoring the match. It's all good. Say his name. <laughs> Say his name. Beat her.
2: <laughs> one of my all-time favorite comedies, by the way, if you've never watched The Human Centipede.
1: Yeah, that's a very funny movie. <laughs> Definitely one for the family. Yeah.
2: So I'm going to take a, a page out of your book, Hayton, and uh, I'm, I got a, a, a spare frame that I rebuilt a gun for a guy, and it was all fuckered up. So I'm a, I got a Advantage Arms 22 upper uh, for 2011, and an extra plastic grip frame or grip module. I'm going to do an open 22 for my for my nine year old for,
0: uh,
1: for a real yeah. challenge.
2: You know, get her introduced to the 2011 world. Because what what eight or nine year old make, doesn't need a twenty eleven?
1: Honestly, yeah. <laughs> give her the uh, give her the one pound trigger. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she's no pre travel He's not sure, st- like let trick. it be riding the sear. He's not strong enough for a four pound trigger. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make yeah make sure that the the trigger bow is just like resting on the sear. Like take the disconnector out. Yeah. <laughs> Like fuck it.
2: Honestly, that would be a fun little thing. Just just put the hammer on there, rack it back, and
1: just <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just give it like a tab to pull, and you just like pull the hammer like a slingshot. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no,
2: you got to ride it forward into battery real slow, <laughs> and then you just pull the start. You know, maybe put a little string on there so they can pull the string to start, and then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh man, what a what a what yeah, prompts we got from You our, should do
1: this. Build your gun. From our
2: <laughs> yes. We got any uh, requests from the chat?
3: Uh, I believe we have to uh, acknowledge Shooter's connection.
2: Yes. Uh, so Shooter's connection provides the. Uh, all the things that you need to shoot and compete uh, at a competitive level. They offer great shipping, great prices, and fantastic people. They also stand up for shooters uh, across the globe. Um, so head on over to Shooter's Connection and get your parts today. I have used them many times to send parts that I fucked up, and they always come in with things being in stock. Unless you need... Uh... <laughs> and they also told Kai to get fucked.
1: So, <laughs> um I wish shooters connections website would notif- would like display their in stock <laughs> items correctly because yes. they uh, always keep saying shit's in stock and then you click through to the product and it's not. I was looking to buy like limb cat frames and they're just like oh wow, they're the only people with the oh yeah, damn it. They, uh, oh, they got me again.
2: I feel like that's a comedy piece to crush people's hopes and dreams. Uh, same with chili grips and
1: stuff. You know? Yeah, they must know and not they. They want it on purpose.
3: We'll say that they will ship tubes to uh, band states, so it's really nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's important that you know your local laws, and they'll let you know your local laws for you.
2: So you said that you can't get frames in where you're at. Do they classify yeah. that different there? Because. All of the people I may or may not have built guns for in Washington uh, can order their frames and and they get sold a frame.
3: <laughs> well, I like the uh, 80% frame mm. myself.
0: Mm. Yeah. So I, need to,
3: I need to go a couple miles south and uh, get one there. Who are you using for 80 percent?
1: Don't I used, give up their uh, name. They'll be a yeah, 10.
3: <laughs> Lim- Limited 10. <laughs> okay. are <laughs> not around anymore, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Um probably fusion firearms in the future if I can get one.
1: I know there. What was it like the rogue? Is their stuff good? I watched a lot of their YouTube videos when I was like learning how rogue to build twenty elevens. Their stuff like looks nice, but it's like the website's too good, and so I don't <clears> trust <throat> that their like equipment is good. Like that. So like, it, there's this like sweet spot of like the website has to be shitty for me to believe that you have like a good gun product.
3: Have you been to Weed Custom K- Pistolsmithing?
1: Uh, I don't believe so. Does he even what? have a website? He Hang does. On. You should yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, these shit these are good. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> Holy shit. Yo, this is like about as this is like the same tier as uh Chambers Custom.
3: I mean, it's it's like a step above GeoCities, but like very small. Yeah, these are fantastic. Hey,
1: you know, at least you've like updated the like the the part that displays on the tab that says like it has like your little tiny website logo with like the name. Like Jeremy says, uh, home, whereas like the Chambers Custom still has like the WordPress logo. <laughs>
3: hell yeah I'm I'm really sad that Jeremy isn't in the chat with us tonight
1: I feel like I caused Jeremy like psychic damage as he watched me build
3: my guns Marcel is asking me if Jeff has a website I don't believe he does.
0: Oh, man.
2: Sorry, about pissed my pants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Damn, for free?
2: Yeah. I mean, usually that's on the OnlyFans, but...
3: Um. but it's in the type Yeah. <laughs>
1: It. It's not my podcast. I won't continue this joke.
2: Um, so what what are you guys thinking on the offshoots of, like, 2011 designs with, with like, the Oracle, uh, the 2311, that uh, Hippopotamus or Platypus?
3: That's what it is. Platypus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Platypus, like... Double stack nineteen eleven because um, it's a sliding and frame, not the uh, twenty eleven design or whatever. Um, the platypus is pretty cool. Uh, a buddy of mine has one. It's like you know, aside from being like, a, I'm gonna alu- yeah, an aluminum frame. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot of complaints. It's a remarkably like well fit gun for what you pay. Uh, you just have to suffer through the waiting period while they build it, and uh, they don't seem to have compromised a whole lot of their, like, quality. They just keep pushing out the waiting period. Uh, so as, as far as, like, a new product goes, it's like, that's definitely direction, the direction I would prefer that uh, a company would take it. Well, we won't get into a, a tirade on waiting periods for
0: anything. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, hey, look, all I'm saying, it's a great right. holster. I mean, a great pistol.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't, I don't understand, like, aluminum frame stuff that's been pushed lately. Like, um, the between the, the platypus, like that, who just came out, witness, like, Gerson. So, like I feel like they kind of missed the mark of doing an aluminum frame rather than a steel frame for the full size, um, in my opinion. Um, but even like, you know, venturing out of the 2011s into like Smith & Wesson, like when they did their when they were going to release their all-metal before. Oh, the M&P
1: competitor is, like, an aluminum frame. I think they still have the steel, like, recoil lugs that they use in the polymer one, I think. I, I honestly haven't checked, but, like, my assumption is that they're still using those same locking blocks and such. Oh. But, like, the actual grip is aluminum and i like don't give a shit yeah
2: well it's like because you know they came out before the mechanic right and then you know they were they're following up yeah. basically like the, the walter with the, the the qsf but like just think if if they would have came out and it would have been a steel frame gun versus an aluminum frame gun they could have hit such a bigger like market share than they did with the aluminum in my opinion because they were filling something that everyone wanted with a. Yeah, I wouldn't
1: be shooting a Shadow 2 right now. Yeah. I mean, with
2: the 320s, like, everyone's just been like, if, if somebody dropped, other than the exploding barrels and shit, you know, so that's kind of, that's kind of past their now. <laughs> but, uh, like,
0: if they would drop the steel, the
2: steel grit module, like, that's what people wanted instead of the AXG shit, because, fuck that. Um but if, if Smith and Wesson would have just suckered up and done a steel frame gun, um, I I think it could have taken off significantly more, especially in like the carry optic space and you know even limited optics when it if it you know whatever that thing is. Who knows? We might not have USPSA next year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you do you guys know if we have USPSA tomorrow? Do I have to bring my backpack?
3: In the politics, in the
1: politics, we're staying
2: out of politics. We're going to let the uh, the regular crew cover that in (laughs) extent. But uh, (laughs) all hail the new republic, uh, (laughs) the free state of USPSA. Mm. The um,
0: the twenty three eleven.
1: Fuck. Oh, so, like, Apollo Arms is not the people who make the 2311 that takes Sig Mags. Yeah. But it's, like, some some other... No, it's, like, Live Free Armory makes, like, the the Apollo 23... I, it's fucked. I just... I hate the market right now. All the names are the same. <laughs> it sucks. But, like, the the air quotes 2011 that takes Sig Mags uses a... Oh, there are, there are, like, enough parts that are common with the 1911-2011 that, like, you know, it's air quotes compatible, and they, like, posted, like, an exploded parts diagram, and, like, the leaf spring is, like, chopped in half and definitely proprietary, and it doesn't look like it's easy to tune. Like, the sear and hammer and not the disconnector, I think, are compatible, um and so it's just like i'm just not interested i just don't care
2: well and i've got no interest in that thing anymore i mean when you think of like when you're like man i really want a gun that takes x magazine is your first thought a sig p320 oh
1: you you know the paragon of reliability (laughs) the thing that i already unfortunately the gun that i have a bunch of mags for right it was like my buddy used to <laughs>
2: shoot uh, with a uh, limited forty-cal upper, like with his three twenty, and you know he'd be like shooting pledge, like cleaner on his uh, on his rounds and like buffing them out
0: so that they would feed real <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a
0: pre-match routine. <laughs> oh,
1: that's fucked up.
0: Yeah. Is that Bill?
2: What am I going to do with all these P320 mags now that my gun blew up?
3: <laughs> yeah, too real. You're you tell to idiot that's it's out there.
2: You know, I hadn't. I haven't shot my 320 since all that shit
0: started happening.
1: Well, uh, if you've got some tight group in your garage, you can go load up some fun ammo. Hey,
2: I, I, so offshoot on that. I, we, I did help a guy do a uh, P320 open gun.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: But, to be fair, it was a gunsmith fit, like,
1: barstow barrel. I blew one of those <laughs> up! <laughs> they say their chamber's fully supported! It's It doesn't stop it! It doesn't help! I, it's a it was a match fit gunsmith like barrel from Barstow. I emailed them specifically. I was like, "Are these more supported than factory barrels from Sig?" They're like, "Yes, <laughs> our chambers are fully supported." I'm like, "That's fantastic! Thank you so much. I can't wait." And like fucking, I blew it up while chronoing ammo. I had like 128 power factor ammo loaded with tight group, mind you, but like it was fine yeah. and it fucking like popped i'm i i'm it's like the, the gun is just it has ghosts in its blood like you can't save the p320 like just stop shooting them
2: but we ran a 170 power factor ammo through it with uh hs6 <laughs> yeah
1: like sometimes it just blows up and there's there's no rhyme or reason to it the the like sport disconnector that like the SIG guy sells and like all the stuff that like Bruce grade like talked about I just I just don't trust any of them and uh, just get rid of the gun like it's like put that thing away like, don't don't show me the p320 I don't want to see it it might it might blow up in his hand just static Yeah, who knows what'll happen? Like who's more brave, the guy with an EDC revolver or with an EDC P320?
2: One's liable to get you killed, the other one's liable to kill you. EDC. Okay, um, has been doing some squats in the background, huh?
1: Uh, no. The um, the, the rack you see behind me is just for show. Yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> it's an extra clothes rack. I'm uh, yeah. I'm- <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's where I hang my jackets. <laughs> I'm like drywall in the bedroom, so like I've got a bunch of shit in the gym right now.
2: That was one of my biggest regrets, regrets was selling uh, all my gym shit before I left Texas. Huge mistake. Yeah, could have had a baller home gym You'll never right get now. It back. Nope, I sold like two thousand pounds of uh, plates. <laughs> yeah. Like I could, I could max on everything and and be good. <laughs>
1: Well, if you, um, if you send money to Jeff, um, just like totally off the record, uh, he will give you like so much personal coaching on, um, very creative, uh, exercise routines that will definitely like get you
3: results of a kind.
2: Yeah. Some sort of results.
3: Are you, are you talking like, like hundred reps of deadlift at 225?
1: Yeah, or okay. uh, run until um, run run really far, and then and then do more do like another hundred reps of deadlifting.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> what did you guys think of the the race?
1: You don't need a home gym. <laughs> that shit was sick. So the oh, video itself. I think I need to be in the video next yeah,
3: time. The
2: video itself was phenomenal.
3: I, mean. <laughs> I felt. I felt physical pain watching both of them run. <laughs> like these, these are grown men. Just a national champion. Jeremy went to world shoot and got a gold medal. They run like girls.
2: just peak athleticism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are the these are the top. Top uh, performers in our sport. This must be what, like, like Ben and Hwansik feel like watching all of their, like, C-class uh, shooters on PSTG doing, like, VOD review every month. Or, like, the dudes who pay for gold. I don't know who would do that. Definitely not me. Uh, submitting the same videos every week. And, like, you just don't see improvement. And it's just like, uh... Yeah, I wonder how negative we can be before uh, Jeff gets in and stops recording.
3: Well, I think it's worse because, like, shooting's a skill that not everyone does, but like running, <laughs> do you not run as a kid? <laughs> like you're you gym class and you're, like you're running, right? Yeah, but, like. F-
0: do
2: you guys remember the fat kids in class? you know, that would do like the power trudge.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, like, I was, old with old them too. I, like, I was like in that group when I was in gym class, I had asthma. Well, I still do, but so I was like, never good at like running the mile. So I would always come in at like, you know, 12, 14 minutes, something like that, <laughs> uh, like never, never been like, never been a runner. I'm an ambush predator. Like a hundred meter dash, like you're fucking done. I'll beat everyone. Uh, anything one hundred and one meters, I'm falling over. <laughs> I just like, like that's my wall right there.
2: Yeah, but like as uh, like Fat Fat Ab said, uh, single stack shooters aren't famous for their athleticism. <laughs> I mean, they get all those breaks to reload in between all the big movie places, so. <laughs> I think it'd be funny to see like What's the a-
1: most athletic division. Oh,
2: <clears throat> I think the division with the smallest people is probably open.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> I need- it's such a way to phrase it. <laughs> Well, I mean,
2: <laughs> if you look at, like, your propensity of shooters, like, good limited shooters are usually bigger guys. Apart from Johnny, yeah. you know, who, who can keep the gun super flat and just rips it as is, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah but you have a lot of old fat guys doing open. Yeah. Well, that too, it's, it's, it's one end or the other,
2: you know,
1: really fast. Yeah, open, uh, outside of like the, the top, whatever, like the top, like arbitrary number of like high performance shooters open feels like a retirement home for formerly good shooters. Just give them a dot and a gun that doesn't recoil, and just like you know, keep having fun. I yeah. mean, I guess now some of them are shooting p c c so it's diluted a little. Yeah,
2: that's that's what I've seen a whole lot more locally. Is just like old guys now have the PCC that they don't have to reload with sixty rounds, you know, because it's it's cutting out the soft skills of like manipulations or you know recoil management and that kind of stuff. They're not worried about going fast because they're going to get whipped up on by a production guy.
1: Um, or some, some weirdo with a revolver. Exactly. Beating PCCs with a well, revo. You
3: come to a state, <laughs> you come to a state with 3-3-1 uh, three, three, and like PCC guys actually have a little bit of struggle. <laughs> yeah. Unloaded starts. Mandatory
2: reloads. <laughs> like, you know. if
3: Every 10 rounds. Yeah.
2: If, uh, if a PCC is going to choke, that's when it is and i've never done any pcc shooting like like in a like competition setting um, i don't know well i'm not gay yeah, so i exactly. either not that there's anything wrong with that for the audience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i think like there's there's more hindrance to a pcc in a lot of stage, stages than there is like benefit um you know other than like longer distance standard stages like With strong and weak hand shooting, you know, and head boxes, like, you know, moving around the rifle and shit through a lot of those stages is kind of a pain in the ass.
1: Especially if the stages are built, uh, to fuck with PCC shooters. I think those are funny. Yeah. I mean,
2: I usually try to write stuff in my stage descriptions, you know, like PCCs, right. Or shooters riding their PCC, like a broom you know, <laughs> twisting left nipple, you know, just things to make them re- remind them who they are. But, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, if your division gets, like, specific, like, start instructions, like, you know, you know where you stand. Yeah, you don't belong, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, See what
0: else we missed in here.
2: Oh, I think we covered all that. I guess uh, Jeremy had dropped one in the Patreon shout outs thing. So, after building uh, for, for anybody like getting into the Prodigy game or one of these, you know, kind of entry level 2011s that's going to be doing your own kind of work in gunsmithing, what is your guys' biggest takeaway uh, from, from doing your own builds and kind of learning that platform?
1: If you want to touch every part and, like, actually learn how the gun works and, and such, um, building your own is a lot of fun. Starting with a Prodigy and uh, you just ship a easiest Step thing with upgraded parts until you just buy a new frame and you have a brand new 2011 is probably the easiest and smartest way to go about it. Um, if you have access to a competent gunsmith like Jeremy, by joining the Patreon and uh, entering the Hit Factor Discord, you can ping Jeremy with your bad building uh, tips, and he <clears throat> might get upset enough to correct you, and you can uh, fast track your stuff. But <laughs> but yeah, like the Springfield Prodigy of like all the cheap entry level twenty elevens is. Probably the way I would go. Having uh, played with a Springfield Prodigy, a Platypus, the open gun I bought from C Class Legend, and then building um, two 2011s on Chili frames. Well, one's a Brazos and one's Chili. But getting, getting those or buying like a short block kit and then adding all of your other stuff. Like the the grip, fire control, all that stuff is uh, probably the easiest way to go about it.
3: Oh, yeah! So I'd say Kuhnhausen mm-hmm. and Kulak. I read that book, the
1: M nineteen eleven complete assembly guide by yeah two old guys. <clears throat> Robbins, I don't remember. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, the, the Kuhlhausen was more for forty fives, but like the generalness of it will work out for your gun Uh, but really I mean there's there's so much information out there
0: mm-hmm.
3: on the internet like Mosin virus on YouTube oh yeah that guy is fantastic yeah, Mosin Mosin virus. Is now. and honestly like Join the Discord. You, you get in the equipment channel. Ask questions. Yeah, like, there. I think the hardest part that I had was there are a couple things that like people want to hold back. Like I was at nationals with Jeremy, and he's like, "Oh, this a thing called barrel spring." i like. The fuck is that <laughs> you know, like, there's a handful of things that people don't want to tell you online, they want to help, kind of keep to themselves. But you get a community of, like Discord, get your answers.
1: Make <clears throat> sure you don't like define barrel spring. On the podcast too. Type it up. Type that comment up and put it in the uh, Discord because I want to know what that is. I can. (laughs) And if you want to know too, you have to join the Discord. I can tell you what that is. Pay up your two bucks for uh, Discord access.
3: We'll hint. We'll hint.
2: (laughs) So your barrel springing. (laughs) So that that comes into different fitting in.
0: No! Stop! (laughs) Um.
2: Hold
0: on, stop it.
2: Um, no, I think those are those are all great points. I think another uh comment too, you know, if you start slow with anything is don't be a af- I say this, but don't be afraid to fuck something up. Like take things slow, you know, read all the material, but if you're not willing to potentially mess up a part, you know, that's why starting with a, a gun that's already got, you know, the majority of components fit, whether that's a you know, um Prodigy, or you know, if you pick something up off of a a used piece or even a uh, like a prefet slide barrel and frame, you know, hit from Brazos or something, like don't be afraid to fuck up the little things because it's going to take time, you know, take it slow and and, uh, understand how things interact and how they work and ask questions. But if you're not willing to stick a file on a bare slide and figure out how to fucking try top. Like, then don't do that. <laughs> but the first swipe, is, <laughs> yeah, the first swipe is always the hardest. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, so I think we, yeah, I, I think the first, like, the best advice I got was like, you, you also the the cheapest part, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if, it was, if it's free in the grip, like, maybe go for the frame. Mm-hmm. If it's trigger. Go to trigger yes yeah <laughs> at the end of the day
1: like it's like the parts just cost money like if you fuck it up really bad you can just buy a new part all of these things can be um fit with uh hand files in your garage like it's if you're patient enough and uh willing to learn like it's all of these, things. you can fuck up like any part in the gun and like fix it, in theory. Um, and if uh, that is over your head, you can send the pile of parts to a gunsmith who will do it for you. Don't scare me. <laughs>
2: I, have, I have many piles of parts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> send them to me. I'll definitely fix them and definitely give them back to you. Yeah.
2: Um, so we had a question from Fat. So... Uh, do you guys have any specific goals for this next year?
1: Um, I want to place above uh, 50 in Carry Optics Nationals, and I want to hurt feelings.
2: Oh, yeah. Now you can't get beat by any A-class grubs. I mean, I'll try my damnedest. <laughs> <laughs> Get that fucking sandbagging GM title, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, this year I plan to really shit the bed. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> fuck it all up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fitz, what about you?
3: Uh, if if I shoot any big bashes, um. Like they my class, but I mean, what with, with how the org is going, probably not. <laughs> eat shit, Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: eat, eat shit, Jeff. Um, I'm specifically calling out uh, Potato for hire. Um, I'm gonna bury you at Carry Optics Nationals this <clears throat> year, uh, 2024. And uh, anything else on that is uh, icing on the cake. Loser has to wipe a hot chili on their butthole. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that not a punishment? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I think my, uh,
2: my, my biggest goal this year, uh, I'm going to be living in a trailer, you know, out in Kansas. So uh, I have a, a, a load of free time on my hands. So a lot of dry fire. And uh, trying to make a run at GM and Open this year. So.
1: Well, uh, if you want to make GM, like remember that the uh, the full retention, like absolute self discipline. Um, don't ruin your uh, your your endorphin pathway neuro neurochannel uh, with a uh, bad habit. Um, you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> you know, I'll just be doing a whole a lot, lot of free of, time. Uh, you got in the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm just gonna do a whole lot of uh, cold, cold water plunges, and you know, my <laughs> every,
0: day time, meal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, every time you have an indecent thought, you get a cold water plunge, a bowl of like unfrosted Kellogs,
3: and uh, 20 minutes of dry fire. And... Yeah, every time. <laughs> well, you can also spoon fat, fat abs, bigger, little. True. Up to, your, up to your choice. Yeah.
1: That would make it worse for me. Like, uh, have you seen that dude? That he's like, he's cute. <laughs> 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 you know, when you when you don't get to have
2: any time with your, your family, you might as well devote every waking moment to getting better at a shooting
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yeah. Honestly, family's a distraction. That's why I'm. Uh, that's yeah. why I don't have them.
2: Yeah. Get get rid of them. Right. How are you supposed to reach your goals? So I'm gonna to have to figure Why out how many
1: national champions have kids. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know that answer. Oh, wait a minute. Where's Potato when we need him? Uh, it's, more than one. <laughs> potato. Potato <laughs> has that stat. He knows Who's that. At that stat, like it's a couple columns over from like uh, their placements uh, over the last twenty years.
2: Yeah, at this age,
1: he was three years old. His 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 son was born a month prior. Wow, what dedication, mental game! You know, how did that? Impact- Maybe all that time away in uh, paternal leave was good for a shooting.
2: He's, uh, you know. <laughs> He he is what this sport deserves. Like, he should be the USPSA historian, but.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I've been, I've been (laughs) like, I met him in a discord when I first started shooting USPSA and I've been like DMing him, like shooting questions for like the last four years easily. Like, (laughs) if you want access to him too, you should also join the Hit Factor discord and shoot him a DM on (laughs) on discord because he's nowhere else. Like, you'll just have to run into him at a match in Maine, in like the 100 people that live there.
2: Picking blueberries. (laughs)
1: He he was on Reddit a couple years ago.
3: It was awkward because I didn't know who he was. And like, I saw him at a match. And I was like, ah, kind of an asshole. (laughs) He's not an asshole. He's autistic. (laughs) No. Exactly, like <laughs> like four years later, like oh, I I should have been in friends with them. <laughs> same, same.
1: Yeah, potato, tomato, yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> now we do need to do a uh, hit factor summit at some point. You know, I know that was thrown around a what
3: Jeremy, six
2: months ago at Jeremy's. House. Yeah, at Jeremy's house. Yeah. Only amateur gun do builders. Get,
1: uh, <laughs> do we get what what is uh what's the attraction? Is it uh, a gunsmithing weekend, shooting weekend, um, do we have like a mani petty?
2: I think like a outdoor roasted pork, you know, just a full pig while we're
3: Yeah. <clears throat> it it's Texas a little new pig there.
2: Yeah. We could do that could be the Yeat cannon invitational. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Oh, we'll uh, we'll pick a date. We'll all show up. Um, Jeremy doesn't get a, a say in this. We'll just we all just appear on the, on a specified time.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Carter Char- <laughs> and I pluck- can't edit plans. this part
3: out. Yeah. God, I can't.
2: I, I'm glad we don't have to do the editing
3: editing portion. Well, if if we all go to Ada, Oklahoma. And then Jeff can drive us down to the canyon, Texas. <laughs> well, I mean. It's foolproof. I can I
2: can tow my trailer there from Kansas and, you know, just live out on the range. <laughs> I mean, that's probably only about an eight-hour drive, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Geography is not my strong suit. Jeff said
1: there's an airport here, so uh, it's basically an invite. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that we have been on the podcast,
2: granted, they, they wouldn't be seen with any of us individually, but,
3: uh, <laughs> I, I was in nationals with them. So yeah. yes. Yeah. You guys shooting, uh, All right, sleepover, uh, shooting Nats this year period
1: sleepover.
2: I know you. You said you're shooting carry. Navy. I'm only
1: planning on carry optics nationals. I don't think I have a, excuse me, limited optics <laughs> nationals in my blood. It's uh, I don't want to. I don't want to look at too many iron sights.
2: I I may shoot Revo Nats.
1: That would go hard.
2: Like, you no, know, I'd automatically place top ten in the in the nation because there'd only be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope you're ready for more uh forty yard hardcover swingers oh, Jesus. with your repo. You better start training up. God,
2: that'd be miserable. And they said they're they're doing it again with limited optics.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's the same schedule again. Give or take. That's retarded. 100%. Yeah, I'm not too stoked about it. I'm I'm honestly surprised CO and LO weren't combined into one major, and it was just like four or five days or something. But hey, you know. But then, how could a cool how I question our overlords,
3: Jeff? Or taking his a, a job, so it is a hard job: copy
1: pasting a calendar and uh, changing the year, but. How would getting close to movies? How would sponsored shooters get to
2: shoot both nationals then with the same gun with a Magwell?
1: Fuck! I didn't think about that. You see, I'm like my mom is my only sponsor, so like I don't, I don't think like they do.
2: We'll get you a jersey made and be on the back of some shooting
1: team. Comes with
2: a fancy hat.
1: Does it come with the hairline? Yeah, you know, that vibe check. <laughs> Hell yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm lacking in the department. Like, my my forehead goes all the way back to my neck. There's no hairline to speak <laughs> of.
2: Hey, washing your head, though? I mean, it's too easy.
1: Oh, it's bar soap all the way down, baby. Yeah. You just use fucking body wash, you know? Just <laughs> drizzle it up top. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I got that 13-in-1 special. It does everything. You can eat it, too. Personal lubricant, you know. <laughs> True. Which brings me
2: to our next uh, podcast sponsor, Blue Chew. you have a problem getting yourself up in the morning? Get up a pack of Blue Chew. It'll get you hard. Amen. Not as hard as Uncle Benny's rice. Mix it with anything, including different meats, for a fantastic uh, and enjoyable meal every time. All right, that's enough sponsor shout outs today.
1: I'm so glad Jeremy was able to lock down that sponsor. Yeah, I mean, that's that must be how he's uh affording the uh Uber for uh BE Canon Invitational.
2: <laughs> See, I I desperately want to put you know a Viagra or Blue Chew sponsor on my,
1: on my jersey for next <laughs> season. <laughs> just don't ask. No, yeah, What I'll, are we going to do, tell you not to? I'll just put it on there. They'll be like, hey, how
2: dare you advertise for free.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. You're making us look good. Stop
2: it. I mean, to be fair, like, it's it's a- ancient, you know, there's some ancient people out there shooting USPSA, including the bot. So, like,
1: I don't get it. You'll have to be more specific.
2: Well, <laughs> I guess they're all
1: falling off now. Can you explain? I'm sure it'll be really funny. Can you explain the joke a little bit more? <laughs> I, I promise I'll laugh. <laughs> Old people
2: have troubles with getting erections.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> you know, do free,
3: free handouts. Eh? we have an absolute, absolute time producing this podcast.
2: Uh, yeah, this has been a fun time. Uh, what are we at? We're, oh it's shit. has been a, a
1: bang up podcast. Oh, that's uh, wrong, wrong catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> Can
2: we talk about mental management. Oh, that's the wrong podcast. Eat shit, Jeff. Eat shit, Jeff.
1: We need like a Van Halen outro. <laughs> yeah, eat shit, Jeff. Just fuck you.
2: You know, I, I think we should have just sat like, you know, everyone's just sitting here like this the whole time. I don't know what podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let me grab that one. You know, for a podcast episode about gunsmithing, there's been a remarkable amount of restraint in uh, gun, gun fiddling and stimming with a hot mic. Yeah. Shout out uh, Raw Time Champ podcast. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs>
2: Uh, all right well do we have any other questions well if we don't wrap it up
1: soon i'm gonna actually piss (laughs)
2: yeah well i mean we've been going on two hours so i think uh i think that will make some people happy it'll probably make some people turn it off after minute seven um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. overall, I had a great time with the uh, Hit Factor takeover from uh, the, the Discord OG, you know, some of the OG crew. Um, but uh, no, uh, hope you gents have a great night. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hit Factor podcast. Um, and this month's. And eat shit, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. And we will. Uh, happy
1: holidays, happy new year.
2: I love <laughs> you. If you if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to have us uh, back on, please uh, join the Patreon and uh, join the uh, Discord channel. Get some shout outs in. Like and subscribe. Share with all your friends. Show your grandmother. I'm sure she'd appreciate this. Um, but. Uh, let them know if you uh, if if we should be back on the show or have another segment. Uh, just bullshitting. So, uh, y'all have a good night. I don't know how to turn this
0: off. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, cut. Jeff. Jeff, cut.